Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening. This is LeVon Breland, and I have the delight and honor and privilege to be on with my buddy, my friend for 20-plus years. That's the kind of date just. But um, thank God mm-hmm. for my friend here, Minister Deidre Dent. She is the host of Faith Walk, and um, we're kind of tag-teaming today. And so um, normally, as you know, every fourth Sunday evening she comes on and teaches and I just came on to kind of do a behind-the-scenes and a recap. It's been a little while, but um, God is faithful. Say hi, Deidre, and tell everybody hi. how you Hello, doing. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad to be on here. This is amazing. Thank you. Now, a few months ago, you know, the Lord impressed upon me to really open up a diverse platform. What I want to do is give um, um, um rising ministers, the opportunity to share my platform and um, communicate what the Lord has placed on their hearts. I just believe that um, Minister Deidre Dent is a um, prophetic voice for tomorrow, Uh, but often we have to prepare today. And uh, so what you're really getting a glimpse on is what is to come through this um, young vessel um, and like I, um, one of the things I always put a plug out there for um, uh, women in ministry that um, God really needs women strategically placed either in preparation or in the forefront of proclamation, pro- proclaiming the word of God between the ages of 25 to 45. And generally, because of um, uh, academic uh, achievement, career achievements, parent, uh, motherhood, uh, and marriage, often that uh, for ladies, they take more of a sacrifice to embrace their call. So one of the things that men have to do is make it a point to, uh, one, speak up for ladies. Um, if you're all about it, I try to, I know one for, one thing for me is uh, I teach um, biblical equality that in the eyes of God, we, there is no male nor female, bond or free, barbarian or Cynthia, but we're all one in Christ. And I teach that throughout the year to um, 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 promote what should be a, a replication of the kingdom of God, which is seeing everyone um, in diversity use, u- utilizing their gifts and talents in ministry. And so it's just a blessing. We have several... Um, female ministers in, um, connected in, a, in covenant with the um, urban glory, but one of the things that I wanted to do specifically with my dear friend over these last years, like I said, a couple of years we've been friends, is to um, really kind of support what God has placed on her heart to do. And so what I want to do today is kind of share, uh, have her share or answer some questions. Uh, you know, she's had some um, challenges with her voice, but God is a faithful God, and she's still a strong voice and a force to be reckoned with. One of the things um, um, that is uh, quintessential or key about Deidre is that she is not only spiritually, she has a rich spiritual heritage, but she is academically accelerated. She's very smart. Um, She speaks different languages. One of the languages that she chose as a child to learn was I believe it's Japanese or Chinese. Uh, so, uh, oh my you know, she uses the left and right side of her brain a little more than other people. And then she also has a very strong um, entrepreneurial and um, financial background. 
One of the things I'm going to um, try to do in the future is kind of pull on her brain on really uh, Faith to Prosper is a project that I want to talk about, not in this broadcast, but in the future, just kind of getting some ideas of what we can do to get it together financially. Um, because um, she she has many financial certifications and specialty specializations, and I think she's going to be an awesome contribution to the kingdom of God. But now she comes as a minister of God. I'm probably sure she probably didn't want me to say all of that. So no, I, I did apologize not. For I... It. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna get you later. <laughs> right, but she's coming as a minister, and um, I want her to first give us. Um, in, in the way of introduction, we're going to review some of the things that have already been taught. And like I said, you can always go back. The one thing about this platform is you can go back and listen to the broadcasters and get her personal convictions and commentary in its totality. We do a great job of archiving uh, each broadcast and its own podcast and its um, simulcast on about seven to eight platforms once we produce it from here. We have about 40 2,000 downloads from year to date, so from the beginning of January till now, and we've had um, several programs. I think this is the fourth program for uh, Faith Walk. So what I want her to do first is open up, um, tell us um, as much as she wants to tell us about herself, but more importantly about Faith Walk, and then we're going to get into this amazing series that she's taught on um, entitled Rotten Fruit. It is um, a powerful, a powerful teaching. But I want to first start off um, in this discussion and more like an interview on uh, what is Faith Walk? Tell us about that. Thank you, Levant. Faith Walk is an outreach. Faith Walk emphasizes conversion, uh, deliverance from strongholds, and then walking in wholeness. And the reason it's broken down into three parts is because nowadays so many preachers are emphasizing the promises of God, the will of God, but they're not preaching repentance. They're not preaching conversion. They're not even speaking about hell. And so you can't jump from conversion all the way to I'm fully whole and clean. People have to be delivered. This is a process. You have generational curses. You have people that are coming to the fold with all types of addictions and strongholds. There is a process. It first starts with repentance. After repentance and you recognize, first you have to change. You are not going to stay the same. You're not going to come in God's house one way and 10, 15 years later, you're the exact same. You have to get saved first. There's a process. Then you have to be delivered. So this takes time, and I'm not hearing the conversion. I'm not hearing the deliverance. I'm just hearing straight to the end, come as you are, stay as you are. We're all saved. We're all on our way to heaven. That's No, that's, that's a, Jesus didn't even speak like that. So faith walk was really to show people, first of all, we have to be saved. There's a reason that we need to change, and we have to talk about sin. I don't hear a lot of preachers even emphasizing sin anymore because they want to be accepted. They want to be popular. They want to be wealthy. So you're not even telling people they're on their way to hell. It's not important to you anymore. Absolutely. And um, so in that, of course, we are changing the game with um, Faith Walk. And really, I, I really like the concept of faith because strategically she is methodically going through your conversion. And some people need to know 
um, what it means to be saved. You know, or, or uh, one thing, God uses our personalities, and he uses our perceptions to really provoke us, us one another to good works, as the scripture declares. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that uh, Deidre is going to do with anybody who listens to her broadcast is challenge you to step up to the plate of what God expects for us to do. And so one of the um, concepts that she's bringing out in one of the uh, series, is not the first series or first lesson, but it's the first series that she's done is entitled Rotten Fruit. And so um, we're going to spend a little bit of time on, on really getting that, the most out of that. What exactly does uh, Ms. Uh, Minister Dick mean by rotten fruit? What's the concept of that? So by way of introduction, um, Deidre, and I'm going to go through your outline and kind of um, ask you a couple of questions, not too many, but a couple of questions around this concept. Where did the idea, what did God place on your heart pertaining to this subject of rotten fruit? It had been something that was on my heart for a long time before I had the title because I was really displeased with what I was seeing and what I was hearing with a lot of these famous preachers, large churches, those that draw large crowds when I'm not hearing sin being preached. And people in my life that are telling me they're Christians when I know for a fact there is no fruit at all. And when I was in sin, there were people telling me they were Christians, and I didn't, I didn't want to deal with them because I'm like, oh, if you're a Christian, I don't, I'm not headed your way. I'm going a different direction. So after God delivered me, those same people, I'm now looking at, oh, my God, you were never what you said you were. And now we're in contrast because I'm saying, okay, you told me you were a Christian. You're still going to the club. You're still cussing. You're still drinking. You're still smoking. God has delivered me from certain things. Now, granted, everything doesn't fall off immediately, but like I said, there's a process of deliverance. But how is it that we're both Christians, but we don't have, we're not exhibiting the same fruit? So it really hit home when I went to get some apples you know, for my daughter's lunch, and I was excited. They were shiny. You know, sometimes you can smell the apples through the bag to try to see if they're sweet enough. When I get home and I cut it open, it was rotten. I'm like, what? I get another one. I cut it open, and it's rotten, like three of them. I was, I was completely upset. And then it all just came together because you can't always look at a person and tell what's on the inside. Some things we can, but not everything. And we can all look churchy. You know, some people come in the church, they look the part, they say the right things, but on the inside, they're contaminated and they're rotten. And so when I just put that together, it just had me thinking, oh, my God, we, this is dangerous for unbelievers because someone that's in the world that doesn't understand what a Christian is will look at someone who calls himself a Christian where this person is exhibiting no fruit of God at all. And they will think that's what a Christian is. So then when I come along, it's like, oh, you're doing too much. It doesn't take all that. You're too extra. No, that person is an imposter that you're looking at. They're not one of us. So it was really about me just being able to show people what an imposter of the faith looks like because the church is filled with imposters. They're claiming our name, but they don't walk the same walk we do. And it's time somebody called them out. They're frauds. Yeah. It is time for us to call them out. You know, I was with a couple of frauds um, during the Easter holiday, <laughs> resurrection holiday. <laughs> frauds, imposters. Right. You know, so and now you can see our commonality. We're pretty straightforward about it. You're frauds, right. you're heathens, you're sinners. 
you know, your damnable heretics, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it's time to call the uh, out state, call us what they call call a spade a spade. You know, uh, one of the statements that was made, uh, there's a couple of things, stupid things uh, over the resurrection weekend. <laughs> you know, somebody said, well, you're so super spiritual, you know, earthly good. How can you be? Superior spiritually and be no earthly good. Now, I know the connotation behind that. You got to have a balanced mm-hmm. life. But listen, achieve being super spiritual first, because right. the natural man receives not the things of God, neither can he know them because they're spiritually designed. So we need mm-hmm. to first say what the word says and believe what the word says, and and Come exemplify on. that in our character, our conduct, and our commitment. And and the reason why I like her outline is because it first deals with the hypocrisy of appearance. Man look mm-hmm. upon the outward appearance, but God looks on on the take note of the heart. And one of the things he said was, the camp, um, uh, I want you to explain the first two points uh, mm-hmm. under a letter A, the appearance of healthy fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're talking about rotten fruit. Um, but what do you mean by that? Contaminant sin, and con- I don't even know what the first word was. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's not. No, so the appearance of healthy fruit. It, it kind of goes back to when I was shopping and I, I was trying to buy some fruit. You know, I could only pick the fruit that appeared to my eye on what was healthy. You know, this is the naked eye. I can't see inside of the fruit. I don't have x-ray vision. So what happens is a lot of times in church, we look for who we think is the saved person, or a lot of times we go off of what we hear. The whole point of it is five senses. And when we're limited to our five senses, we're not using discernment or we don't have discernment to use. So if someone is saying to you, I'm a Christian, you just take their word for it and say, okay, you're a Christian. This person is not exhibiting any traits of a Christian at all. And I gave the example of when you are your father's child, you have traits of your father. You may have his nose. You may have his ears. You definitely have his, his, his blood. So you can't claim to be a child of God and you are exhibiting absolutely no fruit at all because that's what shows that you're really not who you say you are. It's time for people to hold people to what they say they are instead of just masking the church in one blanket of, oh, all y'all Christians or all y'all church people because it's not. And I recently heard, and I don't like to name specific names, but when I do, I do it in love. And I was listening to a pastor, his name is John Gray, and he was doing an interview on uh, one of the radio stations, and they said to him, Atlanta is listening to you. They said we have over, I don't know, 4 million listeners. I don't remember the number. But he said, Atlanta is listening to you. If you could say anything to the city of Atlanta, what would you say? Now, this is a platform. We know how Atlanta gets down. It's the same city. We know how it is. So someone says to you, if you could say anything, you have people listening, hanging on to your every word. They don't know your fruit. They just taking your word for it. And he, you know what he says? God is going to come through for you. You keep trusting. You keep, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. This was your, this was your turn. This was your turn to put out a call for repentance. There are people, if you are a a preacher of the word, why do you preach? You are supposed to preach because we're down here for one purpose, and that is to preach the gospel to save souls from going to hell. That's the whole purpose behind our message. So you have the opportunity to have this type of exposure, and the first thing you do is you throw the promises of God on on sinners and ungodly people. Why? See, that's the problem, and people are taking your word at it. Oh, okay, well, I must be okay because Pastor so-and-so said just keep on keeping on. I'm sleeping with this woman's husband, but Pastor said God knows my pain, and he's going to see me through. 
people are not telling the truth, and people are dying and going to hell every second because they're not telling the truth. Our deeds can't get us into heaven. You know the young rapper uh, that was just killed, the Nipsey Hussle? That was Nipsey sad. Hustle. Nipsey Hussle. That was sad, and that was unfortunate, and I'm sorry that that happened to him. He had a family, the God of Abraham, Paul, and Nipsey Hussle. And they were telling people, and I was just like, wait a minute, we have got to get back to what the word says. We should not put everyone in the category of a prophet. Because if you say someone is a prophet, we need to see the fruit. Our deeds don't get us into heaven. I'm not taking from what he did as a person and for helping us. I'm not taking away from any of it. But those are physical deeds. If we can all get into heaven because we're nice to each other and we open charities and we feed the poor, then what do we need Jesus for? But people aren't telling you, people aren't telling the truth anymore because they want membership. See, you have to see this for what it is. This is big bucks. So now you have all these preachers telling people in their sin to be comfortable and everything's okay and everyone's going to heaven. And it's just not true. Like, it's, it's, it's now time more than ever to blow the trumpet that hell is real. It's getting hotter and it's gotten bigger. Somebody needs to tell people. Absolutely. And I'm glad she brought up Nipsey Hussle because Nipsey Hussle went to hell. He did not confess Jesus as Lord. He did not preach the gospel. He, he as, as a matter of fact, he did not marry the woman that he was with. He had children. He did not even inherit them. He was a bad example that did good deeds. And I, there's a point that I'm, I'm making with these these claims. And, of course, you know, somebody might want to challenge me on it, whatever you can. Challenge me, not minister death, because I, I didn't even tell I was saying that on the platform, but I apologize. But, praise God. But, um, yeah. One of the things that she brought out in her teaching when we were discussing um, previous to the episode, I brought that out because she made a powerful statement, and I wanted to elaborate just a little bit on it because we got about 14 or 13 intense minutes that we need to finish this outline. And that is she brought out that um, she brought out that um, ooh, she brought out that unbelievers produce fruit. Mm-hmm. Now they might be works of the flesh, but they produce fruit. And I think the Nipsey Hustle put it put put like icing on the cake because he did do create some good uh, employment from um, for that community and try to redevelop it with some ideas and concepts. But it ended up turning to to his demise. So um, uh, discuss with us uh, the rotten fruit. Why it's not just limited to people that produce fruit. Um, as far as those who are already saved, but they're, they're different uh, vantage points or avenues that we have to look at and how this teaching is going to um, address those areas when it comes right. to truth. Because we we'll know by what we produce, and mm-hmm. it's a challenge to correct what we produce, but what we have produced is not correct. Go ahead. Right. That's a good point, too. And that goes back to the difference of the sinner and the ungodly, because there is a difference. And a sinner is someone that's without Christ. You're in your sin. You know, we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. The ungodly are those that hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. So they know the word and they choose not to follow the word, but they're still going to church. They may be preaching. They may be serving or dancing or whatever, but they're not listening to God. So there's a difference with that. So when we talk about fruit being produced by sinners, they definitely have fruit of their father. You know, when Jesus was speaking, he said, you are of your father, the devil. 
it's the truth. So you're going to produce the attributes and the fruits of your father. Satan is the father of lies. So if he's your father, you have a lying tongue. And as a Christian, our father is in heaven, so we tell the truth. So it's different fruits depending on who you're from. If you're an apple tree, you can't be an orange, okay, vice versa. So when we talk about rotten fruit, that it, it can be diverse. So we can look at it from a point of someone who at one point knew the truth of God and heard God and decided to not listen and their heart was hard. And so now the fruit that you have is starting to rot versus someone who was never uh, converted and they just continue to stay in sin and they're continuing to produce the fruits of their unrighteousness because at all times we're producing. That's why God says uh, he's going to give us a just recompense reward of our actions. So at all times we're producing something. Yeah. You know, another powerful point and I, I want to get to, we got about 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. um, another powerful point that you made was um and, and you went to you begin to remedy um, how to deal with our our rotten fruit and how to deal with fruit. Period. Um, mm-hmm. And you you gave three categories, and I want you to expound on each one, um, mm-hmm. if you can, as, as as much time as a lot. You said that our thoughts, our um, our speech, and our actions um, right. must be addressed in order for us to really recognize and to. Resolve the dilemma of life. How does that pertain to today? How do we apply this? Well, that was for people being able to recognize what a real believer is. Because I'm realizing that there are people in the world and in church they don't know what a Christian is. Because if you're a Christian and you live in Willie Nilly, you know, uh, Tamar Braxton says she's a Christian all day, but her actions show the opposite. So they'll say, well, what's the difference between her and this person? I don't understand. What is a Christian? I see all these definitions. So the thoughts and the actions and the deeds were just showing you the process because it all starts in our mind first. So if your mind is delivered and your mind is clean and your thoughts are clean, it will then in return, your words will be clean and then your words produce your actions. So it's really a process of deliverance. So when someone is telling you, it's, it's interesting because I said this to someone before, you won't catch a, a Muslim restaurant selling pork, okay? Uh, you won't catch that, but you will see different churches have all these different denominations, and you'll have some churches that will marry homosexual couples and some churches that won't. This is very confusing for people in the world. It looks really bad, and and I understand the confusion behind it. So the whole point of this was to actually give them a guide so that they know what a real Christian is versus the imposter. So when you look at the works of the flesh and you look at the fruits of the spirit, that example that we gave with the subtext, to be able to look and see if someone is saying to you, I am a Christian, you can look and see exactly what the works of the flesh are and compare it to that person. We don't have to judge anybody. We're not judges. The word does it for us. Look at the fruits. Does this person exude peace, joy, and longing you out every 10 minutes? or they fornicating. It's really in the word. We don't ever have to tell people how to live because the word does that for you. Amen. And that's true. The word is our mirror. The Bible says anyone who looks intently into the word will be blessed in its deeds. So really, you really don't have to, um, like she said, be the judge. Of course, uh, course people will call you judgmental when you take your righteous resolve, you know, but... (laughs) That's a whole yeah. other thing, but at the end of end of the day, if your heart is aligned, your thoughts, your speech, and your actions 
are consistent with what God is saying, you'll produce after the after your focus. And so, um, tell us uh, real quick, what is ahead? What's coming ahead? She mentioned that really this rotten fruit is really revealing and advertising the importance of deliverance, making mm-hmm. certain that you get cleansed from the inside out. And let me say this, and let me put a plug for this, uh, for the for the ministers and for the uh, the established Christians. You need to hear this teaching too. I know what I went through personally with with various life challenges and stuff, and I had to go through processes of deliverance after being saved. Most of I'm I've been saved so long. I got double digits behind my salvation, which is kind of scary because I'm still kind of young, but I'm I'm old in the Holy Ghost. But um, but but I bring that out because I don't want you to think because the statements are simplistic that mm-hmm. the process is simplistic. Mm-hmm. And 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 one of the things I want you to take note of how she's saying. What's he saying in the manner in which he's saying it? And then seek the face of God is how you can apply it to your life. Because by now, somebody needs to tell you by now, the things that you have been struggling with over and over again, because you're not fully converted or you haven't been through a deliverance process, they resurface and then they come back to to really haunt you. And you shouldn't be haunted because we are not wicked witches um, under the name of Jesus. And we've got a lot of hocus-pocus going on in church. And so one of the reasons I'm, I'm glad that um, um, Deidre is taking the time um, to really spell out what conversion is, what deliverance is, what faith is, in its authenticity, I'm, I'm excited that she's taking the time to really break it down in practical application, um, in layman's terms, as best as possible, so that, because um, so, so that uh, it cannot be uh, questioned, you know, uh, what 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 you should do and how you should do. Once she's giving you straight the word, um, and then giving the with her commentaries and her analogies and her examples, um, even from the rotten fruit, y'all could clearly go into the shopping mart and see the juicy red apple that she was given to her daughter, and when she went to go cut it, it was rotten in the inside, probably, because she was rotten, I mean, in your head. As vivid as those examples are that have been used, I believe that uh, um, in what is to come, um, you're going to be blessed by um, not only the word that is being communicated, but by Deidre personally uh, taking this time. And one of the things I like about the radio broadcast as we kind of wrap up and surmise this uh, this this statement of uh, this setting is, um, you know, the blog talk radio faith comes by hearing, mm-hmm. and hearing by the word. But sometimes you need somebody to spell out the word. When um, we're on 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 Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. and on Sundays at 6 a.m. at 9 p.m. Every week we have about four broadcasts, um, four to five broadcasts, and generally I'm, I'm making a series, a series uh, from previous years to host about five or six times really uh, of broadcast material that is produced each week in this ministry. And so with my with my support and ministers like uh, Minister Dent, um, 
coming is really is really like you have an opportunity for a one-on-one that you wouldn't normally have with somebody. You can literally pick up your phone and call, or you can play back the playback or listen to it live with us as if we're talking to you one-on-one, breaking down each subject that God has placed on our heart. Minister Brown last week did an excellent teaching on prayer, and the week prior to that there was a teaching on um, uh, uh, well, the name of the series, The Secrets of the Throne Room, and now with Rotten Fruit and with the high learning concern, all the different teachings that are going forth, somebody can get your attention and personalize um, those those 30 to 40 minutes. And, of course, if I'm talking, it's about an hour and a half, almost two hours. <laughs> anyway, um, um, you can take that time to study and, um, and really get a one-on-one. Everybody always talk about having struggles, taking, finding out the time. Start with the broadcast if you don't have any other outlet. You have 30 minutes that you can, 30 minutes to an hour with over 800 hours of teaching that you can have a one-on-one with somebody who's willing, um, such as Minister um, Garrett Minister Brown and Overseer Hill and uh, Pastor Quazell and, um, and many more to come um, that are, are willing to take time like today, to go behind the scenes and kind of give you the real deal. And as you can hear, Minister um, Dent is going to give you the real deal. Real quickly, um, I'm going to give her um, uh, time to give final comments and to kind of give an advertisement of what to expect next when she resumes her platform with a stronger voice and healthy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, um, what is to come, she's going to close out the broadcast and pray with us. And uh, we do thank God for the life and ministry. Also, find her on Facebook. Uh, make sure you give the Facebook information to Deidre so that way they can uh, link to her uh, her ministry page and be able to also get the other articles that go along with um, Faith Walk. Thank you for listening um, uh, to this uh, broadcast, but I want to make certain that Deidre closes us out and um, uh, give us final remarks. Yeah, so thank you. Uh once again for giving me, you know, this platform to be able to express what Faith Walk is. And if we could just close on something, it would be in First Peter where it tells us that judgment will first begin at the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? So God is not playing about this. Um, it's not funny to him. He's not amused by this. It's very serious. And people need to hear the truth. So in our next uh, step of this, particular topic we're going to get into how God feels about this and he's giving people a arm to come back to him he's reaching out through repentance but he's very serious about it and he's not a man that he should lie so that's going to be actually the next part when we come back to this part too okay well I'm going to pray uh, she's used her voice enough tonight father we thank you for the opportunity to be able to discuss um things pertaining to your word, and we pray that something was said or communicated that would encourage them not only to exist in fruitfulness, but to exist converted and committed to deliverance in their personal lives, but committed to you so they can thrive in life by faith as they walk their faith out. Father, we commit to um, continue to uh, study your word and to speak your word as we make boldly known 
what is to come because uh, we are confident that through your Holy, precious Holy Spirit, we will know that truth that makes us free. And for that, we give you alone the praise, honor, and glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, have a wonderful night, and we will be on Tuesday, and uh, Minister Jesus will be on next month. Listen um, for the great things to come. Dying out. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to hang up.